Right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Amateur Podcast. Uh, as is becoming tradition on this pod now, when we have a new leak type from Luke Provider, uh, Leak Provider Luke, keep calling him Leak Provider Luke, I don't know why. Um, when we've got a, a leak that needs a more thorough breakdown, um, I call on the now some knowledge of Benno to help me and help me and you all really to make sense of it all. So I think he thinks he's got it fairly well worked out this week. So uh, confident, Benno, that we've We've got this now. <laughs> you, you threw me under the bus there. Straight away. Um, yeah, I've got, we've got a few things to talk about, haven't we? I think a lot of people have been focusing on the Man United League, really, but hopefully we'll be able to go through everything and hopefully come up with something. Yeah, something so. worth. So the league, obviously, for those that don't know, I hope everyone does know by now, that we, we received one interesting starter per home team. Interest in the sense that Luke thought they was something that could tell us something. Uh, on my first impression, I guess, it suggested to me that this would be a game with some rep in it. Obviously, we've got a few names revealed who aren't sort of regulars on the on the team sheets normally. Um, obviously, isn't like the most ideal given... I think the first thing I noticed that a, a number of the most highly owned players are all at home this week. And we know that sort of rep is most common in home games against opposition of a lower team reputation, if that makes sense. So just a little, little quiz to start off with you, Ben, here. So there's seven players at the moment that are at 30% ownership or higher, and six of them are all playing at home this week. Do you want to have a stab at who those seven players are that are at 30% or higher? Throw you under the bus again, the second one. Yeah, OK, well, um, Gardner? No, not in the seven. Not in the seven? Is he not over 30%? No, he's 28, okay, I think. Um, all right, uh, Doherty? Yep, he's, he's third, 36. <laughs> sure. Um, well, I'm guessing it's going to be uh, Rude as one of them. Yeah, Rude's. Comfortably, it's two of them quite high. Rude, 79%. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Jossie. He's second, yeah, 62. Yeah. Doherty, third. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll give you the others. I'll give you the others. It's, it's, yeah, go on, go on. It's, it's Zeppeler, fourth. Tome, fifth. Petkoff, sixth. Veron, seventh. So, Vanistoy, Jussie, Doherty, Zeppeler, Petkoff and Veron all at home this week. So, my first thought was there could be quite a lot of players that don't get 11 out here because... Lots of home players um, mm. that, are, that are highly owned. Obviously, most at risk at rep. Uh, depending on what team they play for, obviously, increases or decreases the risk of rep. But you always run the risk in certain home games. So there are five teams with a reputation of 12, which is the lowest team reputation in our sim at the minute. And three of them are away this week. So that means that the teams hosting them are, in theory, the ones that are most, I suppose, at a higher risk of reputation. Um Probably worth having that little caveat, uh, adding that in here, that this is something that will happen from time to time. Is it something that can really heavily be factored into plans in general? Um, but I think this week is a bit of an exception because we do have more info than is sometimes the case thanks to this leak. So I think I think you said before that you expect sort of a home rep to be like 15% in a rep game, maybe 50% likely of it sort of happening. I don't know if it's more likely or less likely this week because obviously we've got these we've got individual players that have been leaked that can obviously increase that likelihood or decrease. Yeah. Um, are you expecting yeah. rep across the board this week, or is it just sort of odd games? Are you thinking on first viewing? I think I think it'll be the odd bit. I think with with rep, we've always everyone always says that you shouldn't be making decisions, uh, big decisions based on the fear of rep. But I think. Sometimes more than others, the percentage nudges it a bit higher. So obviously, I think we were quite lucky last week. I think you and I and other people were looking into the United game. 
United derby and lots of people were seeing Varane being dropped four out of ten times. So even though he's been dropped four out of ten times, that means he would have been unlucky if he had been dropped and he played. So it's more likely, anything with rep, it's more likely that it doesn't happen than it does. But I think there's, there's always a bit of a perfect storm when you're around a Champions League game, midweek as well. And yeah, with, with, the, with the United League in particular, I think it does suggest that we might have a bit of, bit of a deep rotation, I think. We'll keep the audience waiting. We won't go straight into uh, Man United first. That'd be unfortunate. We don't want people to off after five minutes. Of the <laughs> <laughs> we won't leave it till last. We won't do a full Deacon for them and save the uh, save yeah. the league till right at the end. But we're not quite that bad. But we'll, we'll put it in the middle somewhere. So um, what we'll start with, we'll start with those three games that, where there's a team at home to a Rep 12 team. So that's Bolton at home to Man City, Newcastle home to Leicester, Cholton at home to Derby. Those three home teams there are potentially got a heavy risk of rotation because of who they're home to. So if we start with, with Bolton Man City first, uh, the leak was that Ricardo Schimmacher plays left centre-back. Um, obviously, that's Colin Cooper's position. So anyone that's got him, that seems, I suppose, a given this week that Cooper's definitely out. Would you say so? Yeah, I've, I think that, because um, unbelievably, it's Colin Cooper's going to Liverpool at the end of the season, isn't he? Did you see the stream? Yeah, I did see the stream, yeah. Yeah, so so to my mind, that makes me think that this perhaps isn't as bad as rep as you might think. I mean, it could be. We've only been given one name. But when the player's unhappy or he's about to be transferred or something like that, sometimes that can have a big factor in them all of a sudden being dropped. So perhaps it's just a straight swap. Who knows? I think it is. So I've got a little bit, of, a few stats here for you. So the last 13 game weeks, so the regular back three for Bolton is DeVos, Hendry, DeVos on the right, Hendry in the middle and um, Cooper on the left. So the last 13 game weeks, DeVos and Hendry have played the full 90 minutes in all yeah. of them. 13 straight game weeks, 13 sorts of 90 minutes. Colin Cooper, only as in nine of those. And Schimmacher has come on for him in all of those games. And obviously a lot of these games were before the transfer was confirmed to Liverpool. So I think it seems like they're sort of gradually phasing Schimmacher in. Mm, so Cooper yeah. is still uh, definitely first choice. But I said they've got a chance they're at home to another Rep 12 team. Maybe this is the game they're going to... If you, had a, if you look at normal Premier League and you had a young player, you wanted to sort of creep into the first team and give them odd minutes here and there. This is the sort of game you would do it against the team you that are considered to be yeah. the weakest in the league. So if you've got Shimmer career marked as a long-term replacement for, for Cooper, this is a game, an obvious game to play him. I don't know if the game's quite that intelligent. But um, I, I don't think... Um, I don't think it's any more rep than that. Cooper is obviously at ninety nine percent fitness, but I, 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 my my thought to this is that it's just there's a player that needs minutes that we want to try and get into the team in the long run. He's obviously got a reasonable reputation because they signed him, so maybe it's just a case of giving him some minutes. I, I don't think there's going to be more rep than that. Gardner obviously is the other interesting one. He was eighty five percent fit with one extra day because this game's on the Sunday, yeah. so ninety two percent. By a match day, you would think. I think that's probably high enough that he plays, I think, Gardner. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, I think if my thought is that Luke has picked the most interesting starter, if there was another left wing back playing ahead of Gardner, my thinking is that Luke would have deemed that more interesting than Schumacher playing. So if I don't know who the backup left back would be for, 
for Bolton. But if that player happened to start, I would think Luke would have given us that over given us Shimika. It's just my take. I say it's reading between the lines a bit and maybe assuming maybe a bit too much. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go Gardner starts and just Cooper, I think is probably my fault for the Bolton game. Yeah, I agree. I think um, they, were, they were chatting a lot, him and Andy, about uh, the legend of Colin Cooper going to Liverpool at the end of the season. And I think perhaps he's just ran the ran the same, looked at it and thought, yeah, that's the end of Colin Cooper. I'm going to put Schimmicker in as the league. Maybe, maybe. His, so his I attributes think... are getting worse as well. I don't know why Liverpool signed him. He's obviously got a reasonable rep. He's been playing well. But I think if you look at his attributes now compared to game week one, yeah. I think they're actually worse. Like his, his numbers are deteriorating in terms of attribute numbers. Not he's obviously average rated. But you know, who knows why you'd want to sign him at 37. They'll probably play him over Hippie next year as well, won't they? <laughs> Which yeah. would be something quite ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go on then. So we'll do Newcastle less than next. I'll let you go first on this one because Alahoy is playing left centre forward. Um, we talked kind of just before we started what that meant for Shearer. Um yeah. What are you thinking? So, yeah, we were talking about how uh, Shearer, you said, was on. The, was he on the left when Court plays? So Court was normally on the right. So, yeah. And then, and when Shearer, plays, to, plays yeah, left. Shearer left Court right. And when it's Shearer and Olohoy, Olohoy plays left Shearer right. So Shearer is versatile between left and right, depending on who he's with. I think Olohoy always seems to be left and Court always seems to be right from what I've seen looking back. Mm, so so playing left doesn't really help us. No, it doesn't, does it, in, in that sense? Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering why he's chosen that as an interesting one because Olahe did actually start in the last game. Um, so maybe he's, he's suggestive of, oh, this is interesting, looks like he's he's overtaken court because this is his second game in a row. So perhaps if we're thinking like that, we're perhaps not too worried about Shearer be, uh, not playing. Um, or it's he's playing on the left court that means you know he's, he might be up alongside court so I'm hoping it's the, the former because I'm sure is my captain this week I think yeah it's mine as well I, I am thinking that the last game when they played Villa court was on the bench and there wasn't an obvious reason from my memory to bench court it wasn't like his fitness was down or he was orange flagged or anything I think it was just literally they picked Oliver yeah. so I kind of think with you now this may be the changing of the guard, that Olohe might now be first choice in the sim. It'd be interesting yeah. now to dig around for Shearer a bit more because as I do think there is a difference whether you play left centre forward or right centre forward. If Shearer's been playing left for the majority of the year and now he's playing right, it might make a difference. It's happened to Van Nistelrooy. I haven't got the numbers to hand, but I'm pretty sure for most of the start of the season, Van Nistelrooy was playing left. So from memory, yeah, he was left because it was him left for Duca right. And I was trying to look into whether their numbers would differ between from one player left side, one player right side. And then midway through the season, for no apparent reason, York started playing left and Van Isteroy started playing right. So yeah. I don't know what that means, but I think now we're going to get the same with Shearer is my take that he's going to the right. Be interesting now, they were like Van Isteroy, Shearer, Henri and Viduka all playing right centre forward now. So it might be <laughs> quite good for a gauge and Phillips as well because Libra plays left. So all the premiums are all going to be right centre forward. We had a few differentials for left centre forward. But I think, I think I'm with you. I think this is... To me now saying court is out the team now for Olahoy. And yeah. And uh, I don't think performances went that well when Court and Olahoy played together. I think that, that was the 6-0 against Man United, because them two up front together. And so again, I don't think the, the AI is that intelligent to think we'll try those two together once before and it, the result was awful. So we won't do that again. 
I don't think yeah. I think like I don't think it thinks like that. But there is a I think there is a bit of a risk for Shearer, maybe sort of normal rep risk. So I don't think it's any higher than say you I think you've said before like 10-15% is the likely likeliness of a rep in a, in a possible rep game. And I don't think Shearer's increases any more this week than that. I think is my take on it. No, I agree. But I hope so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was interesting if you got if you are going to captain him and you've We'll get on to Man United obviously later, but picking a picking advice is actually a bit difficult this week, isn't it? We'll, we'll touch on that later on, but yeah. you have to be a bit careful with your captaining advice this week. You don't want to obviously both not playing, and I think Shearer is a candidate for it. So him and Man United together, for example, may be an unnecessary risk. Shall we say we'll go we'll go Charlton Derby next anyway. Uh Dinsa, right wing. What's your first uh, What's your first take on this? Um, he's been playing quite a lot recently, hasn't he? I mean, I'm just looking now on Lordy Leroy's site. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six, six starts, six 90-minute starts in, in in nine. So it's perhaps, you know, he's quite, perhaps he's more nailed than people think. He's got a lot of minutes in him. I've got the same. So he broke through game week 19 at home to Bolton. And I think, yeah, this will be his seventh start in 10 since then. Yeah. Only, I think, Brian Hughes has started more in that period of games for Cholton than him. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's still, in terms of name, feels like he's a rotation player that's breaking through. But is he another one like Chadwick now, like Partridge and that sort of player now, that a young player that is a definite starter? But Kinsella and whoever the other one was that shared minutes there before, obviously weren't doing a great deal, were they? So they weren't signed or anything. Like a Wilcox, who obviously will get that rep boost from having signed from... Mm. Uh, it's so strange. I mean, Charlton have been all over the place, haven't they? They've been <laughs> picking some random sides. I'm looking at the midfield now on, on the Lord Leroy side, and it's, yeah, it's all over the place. Considering Very Luke started the season, didn't he? Luke was saying that Charlton are the one team that's sort of the most predictable of anyone. Yeah. It seems like the last three or four weeks we've got all sorts of mishmash at the back. And now we've got striker rotation because of Warren. Now we've got the midfield sort of up in the air. Um, it's quite interesting. Just some stats on Insta. So in this in this run since he broke through, so nine game weeks to date, he's had two assists and eight key passes in that time. In the same period, Brian Hughes, one assist and four key passes. So obviously Brian Hughes is the obvious go-to for a 4.5 midfielder. But since Dintz has been in the team, Dintz has got an extra assist and double the number of key passes. So anyone that's mm. still got a wild card or anything this week maybe I think you I don't know what Hughes's ownership is off the top of my head but it's going to be reasonably high I would think probably certainly amongst the 4.5 mids nearer the top end yeah um, but Dinsa may actually be a better option we, we, I think it's quite common that wingers tend to do a bit better than central midfielders anyway so maybe he is now sort of I suppose in terms of champ man sort of he's an important first team player should we say he's not indispensable yet but I think he's made himself yeah. um I think, I think he's probably a better own than Hughes, I think, moving forward from, from here for me. Uh, just to anyone that's thinking of going Jason Yule this week, um, plum home game, I actually think if I was on a free hit, I would have would have Yule this week. But um, in this same run since Dins has started, so game week 19, Yule hasn't scored. So I don't know, obviously form is no factor in this game. But I think it's maybe considered a risk if you are thinking of getting Yule in that he hasn't actually scored a goal for what we're looking at sort of eight, nine game weeks now but again depends how sort of seriously you value that sort of statistic some people will take notice of that others will sort of pay no attention to it which is kind of where I am 
But I just thought I'd sort of flag that, that Yule isn't doing a great deal lately. Um, but I do like him for this week. Yeah, I think it's a, a really good fixture for a, for a free hit this week. I think, again, it's another it's a good shout for a, the high scoring game of the week. You wouldn't be surprised, would you, if it was like 4-3 or 3-4 or something like that. You really wouldn't. So, yeah, could be good. I get to welcome Malcolm Christie back into my first team for this week. He's obviously starting. So let's see if he does anything away to Cholton. The only person in the game that probably owns him. So I'll be cheering him on by myself. So that's the end of the sort of Rep 12 games. We'll go the game everyone's waiting for now, Man United-Blackburn. Blackburn technically reputation 13, but their actual sort of points, shall we say, is 6,501. Now for those that aren't aware, 6,500 is the threshold from jumping between 12 and 13. So they're only reputation 13, Blackburn, by one point, and it's 500 points until they jump into the next rep band. So 500-point zone and Blackburn have made it by one point. So in theory, you could still view them as a reputation 12 team. And obviously, Man United is so high that they're still higher than Blackburn anyway. Um, three, I think the key things here is, so you've got the Blackburn rep and you've got the fact Man United have got three cup games. Um, directly following this league game before the next, before game week 28 away to Sunderland. So where a lot of teams haven't got any fixtures because they're out of all the Cups, Man United have got three. So if the game is looking at it like this, this may be the most repable of those five, shall we say, because away yeah. to Sunderland isn't repable and there's the Cup games, which may be higher prioritised. John O'Shea, obviously, I think most people know now the league at right centre-back. Never previously been in a squad this season. Um, <laughs> it's... it's um, this could go either way. So I don't think it's still as guaranteed as that it's a definite rep, is it? Or definite, certainly not a definite full rep. But I think it's safe to say that we're probably not going to get 10 definite starters and John O'Shea, I don't think. Yeah, sure. I mean, a lot, a lot of people have been looking into this uh, since the week. And um, yeah, I've, I've actually done 10 full seasons just to try and catch a, a season where... John O'Shea played one or two games because a little bit like um, the Beckham Chadwick thing. I think there's a there's reputation across the whole squad for sim to sim. So a certain player might catch five or five to seven appearances, um, and, and another player might get one, and in another sim that might flip over. So it's, so I think this kind of those things can vary from sim to sim. So I've tried to find a sim where O'Shea has perhaps only played one or two because he's literally not even made a bench. So I think that would be more reflective of the kind of sim that he's in, uh, where he'd have one or two appearances and try to look at some of the games where he's appeared in, in that situation. And um, as you could probably imagine, there's been some fairly heavy rotation when he has played, but but not always not always full, t- uh, full team. Um, if I was to hazard a guess, I'd reckon there'd still be about five or six first teamers still playing. That's what I'm going to go for. I think five, I think I'll go five. I think there'll be five first teamers that will play, and then perhaps six on the periphery that that don't always play, but you know are gonna are gonna start. That's my guess. Obviously, the two everyone mainly cares about is Vanessa and Veron. Have you got any mm. specific thoughts on those two? One, I suppose there's a couple of questions here. One, what are the likelihood that both blank? Is, is it is it a simple case of either they both start, they both don't start, or do you think there's a chance that one plays and one doesn't? As the two yeah. sort of main premiums, do you think they come as a pair in this rotation, or do you think that it's no? I don't think I don't think they do. I think I think it could happen. They could both not play. But I've seen, I've like I say, I've I found a few sims where John O'Shea's played 
between two and five games and, and looked at the times he's played. So I've got one here where um, he's playing and Varon's playing, but there's no Ruud van Nistelrooy and he skulls in York up front. Um, and then I have another where he has played, where Varon and van Nistelrooy have both played as well. So there's, there's been one, a couple where he's, he's just been dropped in. There's only been like one change. In fact, here he's played and a goalkeeper called Connor. I don't know if he's a regen or perhaps he's, he's someone. <laughs> um, yeah, so everybody else is the same. So it's Sylvester Johnson, O'Shea, uh, Gary Neville, Giggs Veron, Keane, Beckham, Van Nistelrooy, York and a guy called Connor at the, in goal. So you, you really don't know. It, it, it'll vary from one or two players where it's just him being dropped in and another uh, right through to a full rep team. I... I my inclination is that it's going to be about half and half. So I do think there'll be quite a lot of rep in this game, but we'll see, won't we? So for those that own both, which I think is a reason, I think Veron's obviously 30% owned, and I'd imagine the majority of those that have got him have got that story as well, because of his ownership's sort of higher 70s. What's your... I don't really like giving advice on this, but I like to give stats and let people make their own minds up. But for anyone that's kind of got both, I've got both because yeah, well, I got Vadistroy in last week because I am yeah. um, not sure I want to risk both of them. I think I'm kind of happy to risk one. And if both play, mm-hmm. then I'll have to suck it up and sort of get over it. Um, I, I'd argue anyway that Blackburn at home, as much as it's a home game against a low rep team, it's not one where Man United tend to go on a massive tear, is it? Or they might win 2 0 or something, but it's not. Mm. You're not it's like Derby last week had goals written all over it. I think this one's not quite so goal heavy as that you expect them to maybe to score two I wouldn't be surprised if it was 1-0 or something Blackburn roll out the 7-2-1 and get everything right defensively it's not guaranteed yeah. to be hammering so I think yeah I mean yeah I can say what I've done and uh, not to influence people too much and I think I did it a little bit too early in in all honesty but I think I still would have done it um I'm going to I've got had three so I I've got um Veron Chadwick and Rude is my triple up um, and I'm just moving it down to two. So I'm actually moving Rude on to Henri. Um, purely because I, I'm a Varane nut. I want Varane all season. Um, and also, if you get Varane in and out, it's, it's, it's surgery on your team, isn't it, to mess around with, with him at 11.5 million. So um, I'm just kind of reducing it down to kind of covering myself, really, and going in with two. I think Chadwick is probably one of the best players to avoid, to, to kind of survive heavy rep, rep because he can play either wing um, and I think yeah so he he might survive a heavy rep anyway um, and yeah I run the risk of, of Veron not playing and Rude playing but when you look when you look at the Henri verse, uh, versus Rude this week Henri could be match him anyway but I think I went a little bit too soon because I didn't um, I saw CM Fantasy's video and United did a little bit better for him than, than I would have given credit for because a bit like you I think it's you know, two one, one nil, two nil. United was the ceiling really for that game, but I was a little bit concerned when I saw when I saw that video. But I think I would have done it anyway. I think Henri's probably got a higher ceiling than Rude this week. I'm going to get rid of Van Nistelrooy. I haven't got any other urgent transfers to make, so I've got a sort of casual transfer to make if I if I don't want to roll. And everyone knows my thoughts. So I don't particularly like owning Van Nistelrooy anyway, and I got him last week because I didn't like the alternative. So I just thought that game was too good. Um, so yeah. I don't need too much encouragement to get rid of him again. And I'm with you that it's easier to move him to someone than what it is to move her on to someone. So 
obviously for Ron's the obvious downgrade to a Selakovic or a Carboni or someone, that's it, no way appealing. Moving Van to an Henri or to a Vaduka or something is a lot, is a lot yeah. more hoping that. So I think I'm going to get rid of Van I'm not 100% sure who to yet. I've got Shearer already. Um, I do quite like Henri um, and he's playing away, obviously. So he's a good vice-captain as well because it seems definitely likely he plays. So if you are going to captain Veron or Shearer or someone else that's in a rep game, Henri is probably quite a nice vice this week, just in case things go wrong. One thing I will add, I went back to season one for some stats. So in season one, I would argue the Man United regularly rotated centre-backs between these five people. So they had Ronnie Johnson, Laurent Blanc, Gary Neville, Wes Brown, Mikel Sylvester. That was probably the five they had minutes at centre-back. For me, I'd obviously had Irwin still in the first year, so Sylvester yeah. did play at centre-back a bit more often. Um, there was two fixtures where, I don't know if you remember, that Ronnie Woolwork did at centre-back. So I'm going to compare season one Ronnie Woolwork to season two John O'Shea um, <laughs> as a reason way to look at it. So I've, I've got the two team sheets up here from season one. So at home to Fulham, they played Bartes, Gary Neville, Woolwork, Brown, Sylvester. Fortune, Veron, Beckham, Chadwick, Cole, Van Nistelrooy. So obviously Cole is in for York, I would say, as a rep. Chadwick is in for Beckham because he wasn't playing in season one. So Chadwick's playing as a rep, I would say. Then Beckham is still then ended up playing central midfield instead of Keane. So Beckham's yeah. still in. Fortune is in in front of Giggs. I haven't gone back and checked if anyone was injured for these fixtures, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume not. And the back four was kind of rotated anyway. And the, the bench was a, a bench was a, a rep bench. Jimmy Davis, Danny Weber, two sort of, and Solskjaer was on there, and Irwin. So I class that as a rep based on the bench. But again, it was three or four players were on and Van Nistelrooy both played. Yeah. Then at home to West Ham later in the season, Woolwork was in again. Um, but this time the team was Bartes in goal again, Phil Neville at right back this time, Woolwork and Brown again at centre back. But Irwin played left back this time, so no Sylvester. Chadwick again playing right midfield, but then Fortune left again and Scholes and Buck in central midfield. And then York and Cole up front. So the second time, no Van Nistelrooy, no Veron, again, no Giggs, um, no Keane, no Beckham, no Sylvester. So the second time, pretty much six or seven of what I would, I would class that as a full rep. I think if you look at Man United's best team from the first year, take Bartes and York out. I don't think anyone's played. I think their back four probably was... Sylvester, Johnson, Blanc and Gary Devil. So got none of those yeah. played. None of the midfield played. And then so yeah, against West Ham, only two. It wasn't the sort of nobodies that you'd expect. They're all kind of recognised players. It wasn't this Jimmy Davis playing or anything like that. But I would argue nine of the 11, best 11 not playing. Second time, first time, five or six. It goes to what you were saying, that it could be either of those again for us this time, just because O'Shea's in. Um... I think if you've got any Man United, I think it's risky to sell them unless you don't really want them. If you if you're not happy with Sylvester in general and you you feel like you want a Liverpool defender, for example, instead maybe you do it this week even for a hit because he might not play and you're getting someone that you want longer term than that. Um, yeah, Veron I think is hard to move on because it's not an obvious replacement for him. And Van Nistelrooy, it's up to you where you want to do with him. But. Um, I think risking 25 million on two players that both might not play is, is risky. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I think for me personally, and I think you'll probably do it as well, and others may, uh, not telling people what they should and shouldn't do, but I think moving from three to two just for this game, 
I think kind of covers the fact that we, you know we might have some heavy rep here. Like like I say, I think we've, we we might have hit the tipping balance where where we're likely to see someone high, highly owned being dropped. I mean, Rude's played ninety minutes every single game, hasn't he, this season? And he's rare. No one ever does that, right? So he's got to miss game. No, yeah, he's going to miss a game or two. I mean, I just looked at a sim just before we came on. He played thirty six. He was fit all season. And you'll get that. You'll get the odd one where he might play every single game. You'll get, but it's not. It's not. Um, it's not always always like that. You normally get thirty five pluses a nail player, don't you? So, I think he's going to miss a game somewhere. And we're two thirds across the season, and just it's a perfect storm. Champions League on the horizon. Um, I'm not saying Rude isn't playing, but if he ever was going to miss a game. Um, you know, this this looks like it could be. So on, on percentages, then. So obviously, we said Shearer was maybe 15, 20% likely to be wrecked. I'm assuming this is Vanister is up near a 40% or something here. For me, yeah, I think uh, that's probably about right. Yeah, I think so. So I think, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. So I think if I was, if, if, if I was to say that I said before we started that um, if a player's wrecked, it's more likely to not happen. Than, than, than actually happen in, in any situation, in any game, in, in any part of the season. So if we if he starts, then you probably think, well, that's fair enough. But I don't know. Yeah, about 40% I think is about right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's that's what I would go for. So yeah, make, make sense of that, what you will, everyone listening. Um, I'm getting rid, Benno's getting rid, but I don't think either of us are getting rid purely because we think it's a Stonewall rep. I think it's just that, yeah, do you... As Benno said, I think we've got loads of Man United and it's a lot of money to tie up with a higher risk than normal. And there are other assets that yeah. have got good games this week that we're a lot more sure of. Um, so, That's yeah, we'll, 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 we'll leave it there for, for Man United. I'm sure we might get people could always send me some message on Twitter if they've still got more questions or even <laughs> us to on a Discord or something. We'll go to yeah. Chelsea Sunderland next. Um, Leon Knight. Um, left centre forward is the link. Chelsea have pretty much been playing good Johnson left centre forward for sell right centre forward for numerous weeks now. So yeah. probably bad, not that many have probably got good Johnson at the minute, but um finish is quite a good game for Chelsea sort of attackers. So um if anyone has been carrying one through for, for this run, that's quite unlucky because I think Good Johnson's probably not playing. Um Knight hasn't started a game, he's actually not too bad on this game. Um I think going back, I think game week 21, um, we potted that week together. It was the colour-coded league week. And it was a week where Chelsea were red, I think, way to Aston Villa, where they, they literally played a whole team of youth players that no one had heard of. But unfortunately for Knight, he was injured that game week. So um, he didn't make the team. I think it was, I think Zola still got in and some bloke I've never heard of um, played up front with Zola because I think that he, Knight would have been quite a good free hit that week. Because um, I think he's, he's actually quite useful. Um, I'm having difficulty with this game as well. I don't think it's quite as high as Man United, the fact Knight's playing. But that game week 21 week is like the only week really lately where Chelsea haven't gone full strength. They even don't really have a partial rep or even rotate one or two. It's pretty much the same 11 every week for Chelsea. So the fact we're getting one change this week does worry me that this could be a bigger rep than that. Again, I don't know if Luke would have given us a different, sort of more unknown player than him. If it was going to be a big rep, would he have given us one of the shit centre-backs, Kennedy or Holden or something yeah. like that instead? I don't know, but 
it's Chelsea rep 15, Sunderland rep 40, so I guess it is possible they rep. But it's quite unusual for a rep 15 team to pick a rep 14 team for to rep against. They usually wait for a 12, wouldn't they, or something? Yeah. I mean, personally, I think, as, as I recall on the stream, I think, I think Zola was 88% for cell 91. So this could literally be um, him playing over four cell because he's not at full condition. So perhaps it doesn't normally happen like that, does it? But um, yeah, that might just be the tipping point where the fact that four cell's 91%, the AI's decided that it's time for him to not play for a rest. So it's interesting you mentioned an actual percentage because some of these games later on, I've got some, some numbers to do with player percentages and why I think people might start or not start. I was, the number, I think, the magic number for me, I think I kind of guesstimated was something like 88. But it, it could be 91 with Forsell, especially if he's not nailed anyway. He seems to have got in over Zola now, but he's clearly not like super nailed, is he, Forsell? So no. maybe it is there. Maybe, again, we haven't really seen Knight play yet. Maybe Knight is another one of these like, Olahoy-type strikers that always plays left. And hence, that means Good Johnson has to sort of move around to, to play the other one. Yeah. Right, so I'm, I'm a bit concerned because I've got this and Terry, so I don't. They rip both of them, and I've got Man United as well. Then I'm yeah. in a bad place this week with loads of rep players, so it's not an ideal league for me. This, but um, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's just. Did you say it could just be the fact that Chelsea have got some hired strikers, um, and it's just that. Um, yeah, I think so. I will see, won't we? But yeah. I think we got it with Man United, didn't we, once? They ripped Skulls, and I remember everyone on the Discord sort of getting a knickers in a twist. It was going to be a much bigger rep just because Skulls was leaked up front. And yeah. I think it ended up being that week that that was literally the only change. And, <laughs> and maybe we're going to get that again with Chelsea. So, I don't know, probably Chelsea aren't that highly owned away from the defenders, I don't think. But I suppose if you've got a defender for Chelsea, just play them and, and kind of hope. Um, let's go Everton-Villa next. Um, well-known defender Peter Clark starts right centre back. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is one of those games. So looking at Everton's defence, we've got Stubbs out. We've got Grimondi at ninety-three percent, who hasn't really been playing anyway, but he's obviously has played in the past in our sim. Yeah. More, more interestingly for me, I think was the last game that it's very unusual that Naismith plays as one of the back three. He's normally a left yeah. back or a wing back. But he played centre-back last game and that McLeod was playing left wing-back. Now, McLeod's 82%. So yeah. if, if McLeod, I suppose, GX and Naismith are the only three sort of wing-backs, maybe the game's been put in a position where the only option now is, oh, hang on, we can't play McLeod. We, can't, we haven't got many other defenders. The sort of the, the role of the dice means that Naismith kind of has to play left-back or left wing-back this time. So there's a, there's a yeah. vacancy at centre-back. Who's the next best? I'll have to throw this rookie in who's barely ever played. So I'm, I'm kind of probably in that mindset. It's nothing more serious than that for Everton. It's just they haven't got a lot of options at centre-back at the moment. And so he's kind of next in line. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought, actually. Just think people perhaps been nudged along a long one, maybe. So like you say, Naismith's gone on the gone gone to left wing back. GX, GX can play anywhere, so he may, may have gone into the midfield. And perhaps, like you say, some of the other centre-backs have been nudged along, uh, you know, one to the left or whatever. It's good news for Unsworth owners, though, this, because last week, because Naismith was playing left centre-back, that meant Unsworth was in the middle of the back three and Weir was to the right. 
if Clark's now playing right centre-back, I'd imagine they shift the other way. So Weir goes into the middle and Unsworth goes to the left. So I think we kind yeah. of know that an outside centre-back in a back three is better for winning headers, key tackles, probably get higher bonus and stuff. So Unsworth this week is probably going to get a boost, I think, to his chance of getting bonus points, I think. I don't think it makes any difference to his penalties or attacking returns, but he's probably got a higher chance of some bonus. I think a few people in the Discord yeah. was saying earlier that what to do with him now because... They've not got much out of him lately for clean sheets or attacking returns. So maybe holding for one more week now. He is at home. He is going to play. And he's now in one of those wide fullback positions. Um, Gravison, 89% new. So we've obviously mentioned just now that four cell maybe 91%. That's enough to cause rotation. You've also just said that, well, we just kind of said that GX could play left wing back and isn't. Naismith is, it seems like. Yeah, that, that may send GX into midfield at the expense of Gravison, maybe eighty-nine percent. Or do you think he's still going to play? Oof. Yeah, it's a possibility, isn't it? I mean, eighty-nine percent, eighty-nine percent is a dodgy is a dodgy number, isn't it, for condition? Um, and the fact that GX can play all over the place, you, you yeah, he, he could well play instead of Gravison. It's hard one to call, isn't it? We can't say for sure, but. I'm going to say he's out. So I think they've got, they've got Di Matteo. They've got, I, th- I think GX is probably in midfield because I think he would have been an obvious one to play Yeah, play wing back and leave Naismith where he was. So that Niarco's had a couple of games lately. I don't know who else is in central midfield. Um, so I think McLeod at 82% is definitely not going to play, even though 80% yeah. is considered the threshold and people over that could start. Um, Serratos as well, 93%. That's probably high enough to play, isn't it? I think 93%. Yeah. So I think, I, th- I think Serratos is in. I'm going to go on record and say Gravison is out at 89%, but that could obviously be wrong. But just the process of elimination and knock-on effect to where other people seem to be playing, I think it's possible for him. Um, yeah, so that's that. Let's go Ipswich Millwall next. I know you've got some thoughts on this game. Marcus Stewart, left centre forward. Um, I think everyone only cares about Doherty here, don't they, I think? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think... Personally, I think this means Doherty, um, Doherty is at the back. They've still got injuries, haven't they, at the back? Prutton's now injured. And Herman Horidison's still injured. And the fact that Marcus Stewart, who's kind of first choice, hasn't been playing for a while, is back. I think that probably means he's in defence again. What do you think? Well, I've got this written down. So, I've got, so Horidison, 49%, is definitely out. Bramble is banned. So the game suspension for him and Prutton orange flag 90%. Now he's got the same injury on Riyad last week. He obviously played. So yeah. I still think Prutton will play. But I think Doherty, with Horizon and Bramble both unavailable, I'm pretty sure Doherty will be in defence, probably in the middle of the back three as well, annoyingly. Um, Johnson yeah. played left centre back ahead of Horizon instead of Horizon last week. So I would imagine Goodison stays to the left. Pruton, I think, tends to play to the right when he plays. So that's going to throw Doherty in the middle of the back three, which is kind of the worst place for him. Doesn't really get bonus, to be fair, when he plays on the outside of the, the back three anyway. So, yeah, annoyingly. And as well, Alan Armstrong um, is a striker. He started all of Ipswich's last four home games. and he, So maybe he's a player they seem to like in home games. And he tends to play on the right, I think, Armstrong as well. So, yeah, my gut feeling is it's going to be Stuart and Armstrong up front, I think. And then, you know, Doherty in the middle of the back three with Pruton and Gunnison is my prediction. You still, yeah. have, to play, you still have to play Doherty, don't you? He's home to Millwall. You can't not play him in this game. But I think you are literally 
relying on clean sheet points only. I think this way, I don't think he's going to get any bonus. Mm. And obviously, his goal scoring appeal is a lot less playing there as well. So it's quite annoying because this could have been a massive week for him. Again, he's another one that might have been the candidate. If he was playing up front, he may have captained him there. Home to Millwall was like a dream game, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you never know. You may get lucky. We'll have to see what the bench looks like because if you've got some kind of fringe defender on the bench... They've got guards, see, though, who could play, maybe. Yeah. Um, you see a striker come off for a defender. You never know. He, he may he may be pushed up, up front in-game. But it's unlikely. But yeah, you, you have to play him. It's Millwall at home, so you know. Yeah, so bad news there for everyone. I said I'm going to have to play him. I was going to play him anyway. But yeah, cap, central yeah. candidate, uh, captain candidates gone. On to I don't think anything else to talk about midfield. I think is as unpredictable as always. I imagine Holland's yeah. going to be back in this week, even after he was dropped last week. Um, I would imagine if Pruton's at the back now because they're short of defenders, it probably does mean it's going to be Holland, Redknapp, and one other. One of Berkovic or Kumas, probably, I would think. So, if you, if you did get Holland last week, you was unlucky. But I'd imagine he's playing again. Redknapp, obviously, you're unlucky with him as well because he missed the pen. But I'd imagine he's still got to start again this week. Uh, let's go yeah. Middlesbrough Leeds next. So, half mentioned on the screen, on the stream even, that Jonathan Greening was a candidate to go up front. Yeah. It's now uh, confirmed. He is an attacking midfielder or forward right centre. And interestingly, he's playing on the left of the two strikers. So that tells me, I think it's him and Ricard up front. Whedon was 88%. Yeah. So again, we're in that ballpark in the high 80s again with Graveson and now Whedon at 88%. I suppose the difference is really that Graveson is more nailed for Everton where Whedon and Fussell are more fringe players. So a fringe player on a lower percentage is probably easier to drop than a starter. Um so, yeah, Graveson's a bit a bit more risky to, to pre- predict. But, yeah, it seems like Whedon's not playing. Anyone that's got him as their 4.5 striker is going to be unlucky. They're going to lose him for a decent home game. Because poor Alan Boxage is still only 5% fit. So, he's not going to be yeah. still not playing this week. Is that your take on it, though? It's Whedon out, Greening and Ricard up front? Oh, yeah. I think it's as simple as that. But what, what I do find quite interesting is that we, we've seen that... Um, the Ricard can be shoved out to the wing during the game. Um, so obviously the AI has just decided that the fact that Greening is a right, right centre forward, they're going to have to put him left because that happens because that's what they want that player to do during the game in terms of Ricard being being put on the wing now and again. Um, so I find that quite interesting. So, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just, it's just a straight swap for, for an injured wheeling, isn't it? All told, but... They're quite attractively quite versatile now in Middlesbrough because obviously Zepeda plays right midfield and he is capable of playing up front. If Johnson is playing left midfield, he's also capable of going up front. We found that in season one when he was the one on the right. So if they've now got two forwards as well who are capable of playing wingers, who knows what it means for the... There might be a load of interchanging around between both wingers and both set the forwards in this game for Middlesbrough. Mm. So, there's a possibility that Greening adds another dimension to this sort of rotation of positions, isn't he? If he's up front now, like in game, maybe this is the maybe this is the key to why Zapata's having such a great season, because of the very fact that um, you know beginning of the season, Ricard, Boxic, they, they were two of their, their, I would say they're the premium middles, aren't they? They're the, yeah. they're the two yeah. eight point five. They're the, they're the two go to eight point five million attackers that you'd expect one of them or both of them to do pretty well. So the fact that, yeah, Rick Rickard is getting shoved about onto the wing and Zapata's going up front, 
perhaps there's no there's no wonder uh, isn't any wonder that Tapedus smashing it this season. What do you think on Parnaby? So I don't think he's that highly owned, but he is a four million defender that has been playing quite a lot for Middlesbrough lately. He's like three or four starts that are, I think is that now he's another one at eighty eight percent. So based on what we've been saying about yeah. other players, he's probably not playing either. Which is bad news this week because we haven't got to Watford yet, but it doesn't look like Gaddy's playing either. So four million options yeah. in defence this week are looking a bit thin. Um because I'm, I'm going to assume as well that he's out as well if he's 88% based on what we're saying about others. But again, it's only a, a guess. It's not It's not a fact that 88% means in or out, but there's no, got to be I mean, a cut-off somewhere. Seen, yeah, yeah, but we've seen players play. I mean, I think in, on stream it was mentioned that it, dep- it depends on the player. I think Gardner started on 70, didn't he, at some point in the season. I'm sure that's what Luke said during his stream, or very, very low condition. But Gardner's the kind of player who does play 38 games a season. So it, it, I guess it depends on the type of player as well, but I think there perhaps might be a different quarter for different players, maybe, dependent on the position or their reputation. Who knows? But yeah, I think, I think I'm think i not sure about Parnaby starting or not. Well, this next, so we'll go Tottenham, two games left, Tottenham-Liverpool next. This is probably the strangest of all the leagues for me, this yeah. one, in some ways. What is going on here with Christian Ziga playing left wing? One is, yeah. orange, one is orange flag. Two, they've got no left-backs. And they've decided <laughs> that the one left-back they have got, they're going to play left midfield on an orange flag. Um, yeah, not, makes no sense to me at all, this. Not. Who knows why? I mean, I think um, Fortune's fully fit as well, from what I gathered from the stream. Um, Everton, Everton is on a lowish condition, so perhaps that's the, one of the reasons why um, he's not been picked. But that, but that makes me think, then, that Everton is probably more nailed than Fortune that the AI or McLeish wants to pick Everington at left wing and the fact that he's on a low condition, instead of putting Fortune in there, they've just put Ziga in there instead. So that so makes me think... they without a left back and a right back. They've got one left back yes. and no right back. And the one, so they actually one full back they've got in the squad they've got to play in midfield. I've got Everington. I got him in last week to allow me to afford Badisteroy. So it's quite annoying for me that he, he probably would have been my first sub to be fair this week anyway. I don't think I would have started him at home to Liverpool, but yeah, yeah. I suppose he's eighty-four percent. So yeah, he's gone. But yeah, it's really baffling why they've not played Fortune left midfield instead. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good for Everton. I think um, you know, time will tell whether you know how in Everton's going to pay off and Spurs are going to deliver on any of the, the last twelve games. But yeah, I mean, if they're not going to pick for, Fortune over eighty-four percent Everton and the chucking Ziga up there, that's that bodes well for others. I think. But I don't think this I don't think this Ziga thing is going to be a a long term thing, isn't it? He's just going to be put he's just been pushed there for this game, I reckon. And yeah, God knows who they're playing at left back. Well, this is this is it now because Bunchachevic as well is 83%. So based on other players, he's probably not playing either. That's one of their normal centre backs. Yeah. So now they've got a decision. So it's going to be Richards. And obviously Perry's normally playing right back, but now what do they do at centre back? Do they just bring King in to play next to? Yeah, we've talked about no four million defenders. Maybe it's Ledley King if you're free hitting this week and want to play in four million. Logic would say he goes in with Richards at centre back. Perry stays where he is at right back. And yeah, then they've got that guy Clark, haven't they? I think is his name Stephen yeah. Clark or something. I don't think they've got a lot of choice. It has to be him at left back. I think. I can't. Are really they playing? Another- are they playing with a flat four? I can't recall. Yeah, they are playing. playing yeah, flat yeah. four now. Yeah, so they could easily play a, a centre-back out there, even if they haven't got left on 
left in his position, I think. Oldie well, might have played fortune at left back. <laughs> no, I'm good. It, it'll be really interesting if they end up shifting Perry back into the middle, which is obviously the position he's meant to play. Um, but then, but then they're going to have to find another right back from somewhere. So, so if you, I yeah. think if there is going to be a four million defender this week for a free hit, then probably King. I think I'd be amazed if he's not somewhere in that back four, based on what's going on elsewhere in that Tottenham team with Buntacevic and Ziga. Um, and say Parnaby's at risk, and they will move on to Watford Arsenal with eighty-two percent Kelly there. And in fact, Ward is in Kelly's normal position at right centre back. Surely means that. The forty-year-old can't can't cut it with an eighty-two percent fitness. So he's. Mm. Oh, just coming, just just one thing coming back to it. I think because uh, Tony Gardner hasn't played much, but he, he is left-footed, so he's a defence centre. So perhaps they might play him at left back. Yeah, possible. He is left. He's he's, he's actually left only, and he has played. Um, he was on the bench he's, he's, a few times. He was on the bench last game, I think. Yeah, yeah. He played ninety minutes against Leicester in twenty-one. And he's he's been on the bench a couple of three times in the last four, so perhaps they just chuck him at left back. In fact, I'm going to go. I'm going to say that I reckon Tony Garner's going to play a left back for for Spurs. Well, that would make the most sense, but obviously McLeese doesn't do doesn't do sense based on how he <laughs> set the rest of the team up. So, uh... no. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's that's that. And then Watford, probably not more to say here. Just getting tired, isn't it? Everything else will be as normal. Galley out for Ward. Yeah. And anyone else that's available. I haven't looked at the Watford team sheet, to be fair. I, didn't, I don't really remember what they said on the stream either about availability. I think everyone really cares about Helgerson and Petkoff. I, I, I vaguely remember Luke and Andy saying something about Central Midfield. They was um, running a bit light. So, um, but I can't really see anyone only the Watford centre mid. So... Um, <laughs> no, I think... Yeah, I think... I mean, I have Galley. I mean... Thinking about all this rep, I'm I'm in that camp of thinking, am I going to get eleven out this week? I think I got I got away with it last last week. I managed to get eleven out. There was quite a lot of people rolling with with eight even. I think nine between nine and ten was probably the average for a lot of people on Discord. Um, but I'm thinking I'm starting to think this week I might be in that camp where I might actually only have eight or nine players. There's every possibility this week. We're looking at my team now. So I've got double Chelsea centre-back, like I've said. So there's a possible possibility that one or both of those don't play because of what we know about Leon Knight. Three Man United, same three as you, Vanessa Everon, Chadwick and Everington, who's definitely not played, and Shearer. I'm confident about the rest. So that's three, three Man United, two Chelsea, Everington, Shearer. So seven outfield players. Mm. might not play for me. Well, Everton's definitely not playing, so one definitely out, and then six others. I'm not. I'm going to run with Shearer because I think he probably does start. Yeah. I'm not going to sell Chadwick. Like you, I think I'm with you. I think if anyone's going to play, I think he's more likely than most, despite the fact he's got Beckham breathing down his neck. I still think he's more likely to beat the rep. He's just one of them players, I think, that gets through the rep. I'm yeah, I also, I, also think, I also think Beckham could land a centre midfield spot in a, in a rotation as well. Which means Chadwick could could still be on either wing, and, and he's injured as well, isn't he? So Chadwick could play yeah. left. Yeah. So I've I've definitely got too many concerns that I can't not at least take one of these. Like I say, I think Van Nistelrooy for me is the the most as tough as it sounds. Is the one that I can most afford to lose. 
Yeah. Which I say is a really daft comment in some ways, but if I took a Chelsea central defender out, I think I want them moving forward and I don't really know who I want instead. Maybe I could get Gardner or something this week, but I don't know if I really want to do that. So I think my move is fairly set. I think it's Van Nistelrooy out for someone. Henri probably, I haven't really studied it that closely, but Henri does seem the most likely. Copying you, that'll be me and you doing the same thing. <laughs> for anyone, I guess in quite a lot of people have already got Van Nistelrooy and Henri though. I imagine that's quite a common front two from previous weeks. Yeah. I don't know what people would do then. Maybe they'd go Van Nistelrooy to Shearer, but then obviously he's got Prospects of some rep as well. I think he, I think Deacon in his pod last week said Shearer was really good this week. I prefer him this week. I think I think he's the best striker in my sims this week. Um, so yeah, that that move that move is slightly more difficult, isn't it? Like you say, because the thing about moving Rudon for Henri is that you're kind of covering yourself for all the eventualities. If it is rep twelve, it could be a genius move, and then all of a sudden you've got Henri, who could be the top scoring striker. If Rude does play, Henri could match him and not everyone's got Henri. Um, but the other way around, going from Rude to Shearer, it could, it could, all those things could still apply. But I think Shearer is at more risk of, of perhaps not playing than Henri is. So that might nudge the, the percentile choice of whether to do it or not the other way. I don't know. It's an awkward one, isn't it? Because there's obviously there'd be a yeah. few Orion owners as well. Quite a few would have probably got him in last oh, yeah. week for that Plum home game. And he's obviously out for the season now. So that people with Orion have got something to an issue to resolve mm. and the premiums are hard now because Leeds have obviously got Middlesbrough away this week not the best fixture but then they move straight into Charlton at home next week so if you want to I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people will fancy a Leeds striker next week and I think you was debating as well weren't you before this week that you was going to go Van Isteroy to Viduka next week but yeah. now, now Van Isteroy is going a week early for you so if you've got a Van Nistelrooy that you're not sure about, or if you've got an Owen that you need to deal with, maybe the solution is go to Leeds a week early and just see it as a two-week thing. You've got one in place then for Charlton at home. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. A bit like that, yeah. And that's not a bad way of... In, I think you'd hate it if you took a hit this week to get Van Nistelrooy out for sure, and then they both didn't play. Um, yeah, it's tricky. I say, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with Van Nistelrooy. I'm, I'm even weighing up. But Henri would be the preferred choice for this game. But am I better jumping to Viduka a week early and then having him in place for Leeds next week? So then I haven't got a faff around next week trying to get the best captain in because I've already got it. But then I haven't got a good vice for this week then because my obvious two captains are Shearer and Varane and they both was well, they both got some rotation risk. I don't know who my vice would be this week if I I could I could cap vice captain Christie, I suppose, at Cholton. But um yeah, I think there's a few decisions around premium strikers for like now. There's always a decision around premium strikers, but I think there's this is a particularly big time for it at the minute. And um, so this Man United leak isn't really helping. Might make for a few different teams though, mightn't it? Rather than having Yeah, I think it's I think it's good for the game. I think um there'll be a lot of people jumping off off Rude who perhaps um are in the know about rep twelve or just feel that it could happen and um, and then he could start and bang in there, or he might not start, and people make some gains on the on the field because obviously a lot of people are holding uh, rude and perhaps are unwilling to move him on anyway. So I think he's think it's really good. I think there'll be a lot of spread captains between about three or four high profile players. Could could be a really interesting week. 
Yeah, uh, it'd be quite nice on the stream to see his ownership drop to something like 50, 60 percent and he scores a hat trick. There would be something quite comical in that. To everyone's, <laughs> yeah. Imagine what the Discord's going to be like on Thursday night if everyone's got Van Nistelrooy out and then he scores a hat trick. That's going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would quite enjoy that, to be fair. Nice one, Ben. Right, I think that's it for me. I haven't got anything else to sort of add this week. I think we've got through all of it. In yeah, we've gone through swift it. Time. Um, so, yeah, good luck, everyone. Um, let us know what you do with your Man United assets, because I think that's going to be the uh, the key transfers for you all this week, what you decide to do with them, and that will dictate everything else. But um, catch up with you all again soon.